and welcome back to the Rundown Presents the Greatest NFL Team Ever Bracket. We have moved on to the round of 32, the second round, uh, sponsored by Blue Naples Pizza in Kernersville, as well as Body Patterns Fitness and Wellness in Kernersville. Um, in terms of Blue Naples, that's as y'all know, that's my go-to spot for Stromboli's, cheesesteaks, subs, wings. Go in, let them know you watch the rundown, and they'll hook you up. And Body Patterns Fitness and Wellness online classes going on right now so definitely go and check them out instead of sitting on your couch all day doing nothing uh you can go and get a little bit of a workout in at the same time i want to bring in my uh, panelists for this round we are in the 49ers region they are uh, led by the number one seed in this region which is the 1989 san francisco 49ers welcoming back to the run from snowman in the morning brian snow and from the four-man rush kevin avery what's going on fellas what's going on dj Good to be was, back. I uh, good, good man. So I, I went through these brackets and I, I advanced teams in this bracket from what happened off the first round because y'all know the first round for the 49ers was done by Aaron Gabriel and Rod Funderburg. So I'm mm-hmm. looking through what they did, the, the nonsense they put together, and like this, this might be th- this region is tough. <laughs> this region is crazy tough. So I'm gonna we're gonna j- just jump right into it here. Um, and we're gonna start off with our two. Actually, uh, it's the 1972 Miami Dolphins taking on uh, the current Super Bowl champion, the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, interesting mm-hmm. matchup here. You got, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, the, the the league MVP, throwing balls sideways, backwards, whichever ways, doing all kinds of crazy stuff we never seen before. Spotting teams 28 points in the playoffs, then coming back to win, and then doing it again, and then doing it again. So, I mean, he, he's something else, man. He might be the first $50 million man in the NFL, taking on the only team to go undefeated through the regular season and win the Super Bowl, the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Uh, this team was known for their defense, the no-name defense. Um, you had Earl Morrill at quarterback. Uh, you had 2,000-yard uh, rushers in the backfield. This is kind of a tough one. And keep in mind, guys, I should review these rules for those that are just joining us here, the rules for this tournament. We start off with 64 teams, but the way this uh, goes, each uh, person, Brian and Kevin, they'll get uh, about a minute or two to debate which side they would pick to win this matchup. Uh, If they both pick two different teams, then I am the tiebreaker vote. If they both pick the same team, my vote doesn't matter, and that team moves on to the round of 16. Keep in mind that the higher seed has the home field advantage, meaning that whoever the higher seed is in the matchup, we are playing this game underneath their rules. So for this for this situation, this would be played in 1972, where you can still kind of murdering a wide receiver down the field, uh, which might affect this game. So I'm going to select Kevin to go first here. Uh, who would you pick between the 10 seed, the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs, and the two seed, the uh, – uh, 1972 Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, talk about a toss-up, man. I mean, <laughs> you're right. This is definitely a uh, <laughs> a tough bracket. This is the first one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the first match. Uh, and we're playing in 1972 rules, so, you know, I'm just trying to correlate this here, but uh, – at the end of the day, you can't teach speed and athleticism. So for me, I'm gonna go with the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I get, I get. Don't get me wrong. I get all of the, you know, rough play and rules, but also you can't hit what you can't catch. 
You know, and I'm looking at who on the 1972 Dolphins is going to keep up with uh, a Tyreek Hill. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty valid point. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I mean, yeah, if you can, you know, molest them at the line of scrimmage and knock them down, then okay, cool. But if, you know, with the athleticism of the, of the even back, if you take the day's athleticism with the yesterday's rules, you know, that man getting off the line of scrimmage, you know, the fact that spread offenses, you know, wasn't really a thing back then. So even up under those rules, how many defensive backs are going to keep up with a Sammy Watkins? A Tyreek Hill, um, you know, you know, um, kept Travis Kelsey at tight end. I mean, the the ability to just go five wide, you know, yeah, you got some, you got some slow, but you're thinking about the team that played a majority of base defenses a majority of the time back then, because teams weren't really quote airing it out like that. So for me, um, give me the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs um, on it. I mean, had it been any other team, I probably would have went with the center two Dolphins with their rules, but when you just talk about just pure speed, athleticism, and the scheme design of this team, even with this uh, rules uh, 40 years ago, I just think that it'll be one of those tight first half, and it'll be like a blowout in the second half uh, type of game. So for me, give me the Chiefs to uh, beat the 72 Dolphins. The interesting pick there. I'm gonna. I'm not even going to say no. I'm going to go straight to Brian. So Brian, for your, check, your selection here, the 10 seed 2019 Defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs versus the night undefeated, still popping champagne Miami Dolphins. Kevin, I hate you right now for your logical <laughs> argument. <laughs> and you're absolutely and you're absolutely right. You can't hit what you can't catch. And they're called they're they're not called the Legion of Zoom for nothing. Watkins, Tyree Kill. Hell, Patrick Mahomes, forget $50 million. Yeah. He, may command, he may command $100 million. Who knows? He can, outperform <laughs> many, he can outperform many of these quarterbacks blindfolded. Hell, in three playoff games, he did. But that's another story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't see an you argument. You can't hit what you wow. can't catch. I mean, I love, I love Larry Zonka. I love the 72 Dolphins and the fact – see, we're getting messages already. You know, saying, what are you doing picking? What are you doing picking the Chiefs? Listen, people who know me and watch my show and listen to my show know two things. One, I'm gonna bring the real, and two, I'm gonna keep it that way. That 72 Dolphin defense, as gritty and as rough as they were, you are going to have the hardest time catching a greased quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes who has more sidearm angles than Dan Quisenberry. All right? I can't do it. I can't. I, look, so, I love a run wow. game. Desmond, you know me. I love a run game. I will tout a run game in a heartbeat. But Patrick Mahomes is a freaking animal. Give me the Chiefs. You heard it here. So, okay. You, I mean, now you guys <laughs> just heard the rules, so my vote doesn't matter in this instance, but I would, I would, I would feel – like I, I would feel amiss if I did not mention the fact that uh, the Chiefs' biggest weakness was run, defending the run, and you're having to defend against Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka, like in the Dolphins' offense. Like the Dolphins okay. could have just kept the ball away from the homes. Yeah, here's the pro here's the problem with the Chiefs' defense. They have a little speed, also. You can't hit what you can't catch. But if Kansas City hits you, you ain't coming off the you, you're coming off the field quick. 
if Kansas Maybe. City hits you, <laughs> if, if Kansas City hits you, you're coming off the field. Just ask Deshaun see, Watson. See, I'm looking or, at it like okay, or ask Derrick yes. Henry. Uh, this was the same thing in the AFC <laughs> Championship. That's you true. Know, okay, oh, no, that's true. That's a good point. Valid point. The three teams that the Kansas City Chiefs beat were all defense heavy, and they hung 30 points on all of them. Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka, I love them both. <laughs> Real Okay, <laughs> all the Chiefs need is 15 minutes. Second quarter against Houston, second quarter against Tennessee, I don't, money period I feel, against San Francisco. I, I, feel the, I feel the logic. It makes sense. I'm just like the disrespect to the only team to go undefeated in NFL That's history. Right. I'm just like – This ain't no disrespect. Oh. This, is ta- this is taking the rule <laughs> – this is using the 72 rules against the Legion of Zoom. Okay? I'm writing them down. I'm yeah, them in. So, so the Kansas City Chiefs, and a shocker to me, they were the 10 seed, move on to the round of 16, knocking and off that would be, the and this is gonna be the only game in the bracket. <laughs> this is going to be the only game in the bracket, well, one of the only games in this bracket where an offensive team gets 600 yards. God, what? <laughs> you are Hold right on, man. Now, now you're talking crazy. Now you're saying, you're saying the Chiefs, this Chiefs offense would have racked up 600 yards of offense on the 72 Miami Dolphins defense. Six and a That's half. That's what you're saying. How about oh, six and a half? That's How what you're going that? with. Okay. How about that? Hey, just, want to just make sure. It was and it, I don't and, know. That's, and Dad, that's if you think about it, if you think about it, I'm looking at the Dolphins in the playoffs. They only put up 20 points on the Cleveland Browns, 21 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and 14 points 14 in the Super on the Bowl Washington Redskins. Straight. So you mean to tell me with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, you're going to try to win this game with just that many points? Uh, but um, it's 1972. True. It's 1972. It's still 100 yards on the field, and it's still a football that's got to be thrown. Like I say, man, <laughs> I, you you go against Patrick Mahomes. Y'all think both, y'all both, you, you, you go against Patrick Mahomes. The best, gonna, you're talking about, and and I'm going, I'm gonna make a lot of Buccaneer fans angry right now when I say this statement before we move on. But it goes a little something like this: You're talking about the best quarterback in the game right now, who, as I said before, and 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 and, and Kevin, listen carefully. He's got more arm angles than a combination of John Smoltz, Dan Quisenberry, and. Who, let me let me think here. Let me. You get the idea. Kansas City in a white I'm I'm done down Pat Mahomes. I, I've got me and Aaron Gabriel have had this running thing for a year because he's he's the biggest Chiefs fan I know. And uh, <laughs> he when we were working together at Sports Hub Tried, we'd be sitting in the studio together. Uh, and usually what would be happening is the show would be going on and we're in the studio and we're having a whole different conversation. And it's him trying to convince me that Pat Mahomes is the truth. He calls him Project Pat. That's his nickname. Are you convinced yeah. now? I guess. I mean, see, I came I came around at the end of the season. So imagine watching me going, That's okay, I'm finally on the Pat Mahomes train. And I get to see him basically through three playoff games, basically spot a team 28 points, 30 points, whatever, and still be sitting there like, I don't think they're out this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's madness to me where I'm just sitting there like, these teams are running teams. They've that got ain't huge madness. leads on the Chiefs. That's, that's Patrick Mahomes. That's Patrick Mahomes, man. That's Patrick Mahomes. He did all that with 
Yeah, dislocated kneecap. I mean, I'm all right. I'm done with the Chiefs. I'm just gonna move on because let's move on. <laughs> making, me, making the blood boil a little bit. I'm like, man, that ain't even right. That's not right. Um, yeah, so it the, is. The, the 2019 it. Kansas City Chiefs move on to the round of 16 by defeating the undefeated only team in the Super Bowl era, 1972 Miami Dolphins. So goodbye and- to the Dolphins. They will not be popping champagne in this tournament. Uh, the next next matchup here. This is actually a really good one. The sixth seed, the 2003 New England Patriots, 14 and 2 on the season. They defeated the, uh, Jake Delhomme led Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl 38, taking on the 1996 Green Bay Packers, the three seed in this region. They were 13 3, led by Brett Favre at the peak of his powers. He was MVP that year of the league. Um, to, uh, Green Bay Packers, high powered offense, uh, great defense. Reggie White's on that defense, uh, Gilbert Brown. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Charles Woodson on that team. Charles Woodson went on that Packers team, wasn't he? What? Please get off he my desk. On that team. I can't remember. I can't remember. Was that a cat? <laughs> Is I that thought, what it was? Was that a cat? <laughs> I thought I thought I called. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm my, gonna, my, Brian. I'm gonna start daughter. off with you. Okay, you <laughs> I won't. I won't need them. I won't I'm gonna start off with you. Uh, would you pick between these? Who would? Who would? You pick I don't between need the 2003 New England Patriots and the 96 Green Bay Packers. I don't need that long to tell really? you that it's okay. all about I'm the 1996 you. Green Bay. It's all about the 1996 Green Bay Packers. And in two simple words, Brett Favre, right. the gunslinger, MVP, who carried his Packers to not one but two Super Bowls during his uh, MVP reign. Why are you going to you got, try you- to – you, you actually think <laughs> that Tom Brady – who led the Patriots to a Super Bowl win against your Carolina Panthers will not be afraid of seeing Reggie White, Santana Dotson, Sean Jones on the opposite side of that. Uh, yeah. Mm. I, 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 I love you, Tom Brady, but they will kill you. Period. I'm going with the Packers. So you're going with the Green Bay Packers? I'm going so with the, the Green Bay Packers. Kevin, I'm who would you have? The <laughs> Who would you have between the 96 Green Bay Packers and the 2003 New England Patriots, a team that you're both familiar with, that defeated our Panthers in 03 in the Super Bowl? Um, Looks like we're going 2-0 and today on a green because I'm, I'm also picking the 1996 Green Bay Packers. <laughs> uh, and let me go ahead and put out a disclaimer. No. This has nothing to do with, you know, because my Panthers lost to the Pat, uh, Patriots in the – um, Super Bowl, so I just always want to put out this disclaimer. Um, I want to always keep it uh, real because I'm a fan of the game before I was a fan of my team. But, you know, when I just look at just older, older dominance from beginning to the end, I mean, I mean, this Packers team was it. Um, you know, they were first in points with uh, 29 points a game. Their defense was absurd. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's that's up there, you know. Um, <laughs> you know that, that's that's thirteen points a game. Oh gosh! So you're okay. not you're not getting you're not even getting <laughs> two touchdowns and a, two extra points against this team is is uh you know is what it you know what it comes out to. Um, you know they went thirteen and three. Uh, they went through their division around 35-14 against a very good 96-49 ers team. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, they, they got us in Green Bay. I mean, you know, it's inaugural year. Um, you know, uh, it was just it was just too much. Um, 
you know, the second year the Panthers went up to Green Bay. It was like what negative five that day. We that it just wasn't meant to be. Um, and uh, and then, then you know they, you know, and then and then they smoked the the '96 version of these same Patriots. You know, um, um, here as well. So I mean, just overall, I just see utter dominance by the Packers. Uh, I just don't think that um, the way the Patriots like kind of just kept getting by by the skin of their teeth uh, with a lot of their games. Yeah, they won. That's the important thing. But, you know, I'm just looking at some of these scores that season. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, they they their point margin of victory was not that great. I'm seeing like 2017, 38-30, 19-13, 30-26, mm-hmm. um, you know, 18-13. I mean, I'm just – I'm just seeing scores where, uh, you know, it's, it's nip and tuck. They find a way to win. I mean, a dub is a dub, but, you know, give me a team that, that's that's smoking it like Kush versus teams that's smoking it like Reggie. I mean, I'm just, just going to be honest with you, man. You know, give me give me them 96 Packers, bro. We're moving on with this one. <laughs> so, uh, so, yet again, my vote does not matter in this situation, um, although I, I like the logic from both of you. I will say the O3 Patriots may be the most annoying good team of all time because of what Kevin just said. They were 14-2, and two, but they weren't really, like, a dominant team. They just nope. found ways to win. They just won every Sunday, it felt like. And even in that final game against the Panthers – I mean, the back and forth between them in the second and fourth quarter, to me, that Super Bowl is one of the greatest Super Bowls ever in terms of entertainment value. Uh, you got Janet Jackson, you know, coming out, you know, and all that stuff going on, same Super Bowl. I mean, all that happened, same Super Bowl. And uh, <laughs> that's why I remember it. And in, I mean, in Houston, that, mind in, you. <laughs> in Houston. Now, that Patriots team would have had problems against this Packer offense. I know the Patriots were defensive heavy uh, at the early part of Tom Brady's reign. Um, this team still had Teddy Bruschi on it and Richard Seymour. And uh, and they will uh, all be Vince neutralized. Guys, what's what's they, the rule and, we had in the Packers first matchup? What's the rule we had in the first matchup? You can't hit what you can't catch. Well, I wouldn't say the Packers are that much faster than the, the Patriots. I mean, I don't remember yeah, that Packers right. team being a fast team. I mean, I'm being very skilled, you know? You can't hit what you like, can't catch. You know, yeah, and another thing I mean, I'm but at, again, my vote got <laughs> Real quick, I was just going to say vote, another no. thing about the two, 03 Packers, I mean, the Patriots was they only averaged like 21 points a game. So they wasn't really, yeah. you know, like I said, they was really in these, like, that was, they were, it was 12th out of 32. And, you know, and we go back to the 96 Packers, they were putting up 29 a game. So you're talking about a whole eight points more. Uh, now, the defenses, you, you probably would have got a little bit of a, yeah. a tight at first because of, Patriots in 03 only gave up uh, 15 points a game, so 13 versus 15. So, uh, you know, it comes down to maybe a field goal maybe. But, um, yeah, the, yeah, they Patriots just couldn't keep up enough points, I don't think, though, with the 96 Packers, the way the way they was rolling. I would agree with that because the that Patriots team – we say lunch bucket team. That's that team. It's that team. It's it's the second Super Bowl. Well, really the the first. It was the yeah. It was the second Super Bowl for the Patriots where it just felt like they just you know the whole do your job thing that Belichick preaches that the Patriots all do. They're the epitome of that. Like if you just do your job collectively as a whole, we're we're good enough to beat most teams. Having said that, the '96 Green Bay Packers are a special team. I mean, they had to get through the 49ers just to get there. The Cowboys were still out there. 
uh, I mean, they didn't have to go through slots. The NFC was still pretty, pretty uh, hard in the mid nineties. They so, were loaded. Uh, and great. And Brett, this is in the middle of him winning what, like two or three awards in a row three. or something like that. So he was at the three. peak of his powers. So seeing seeing Brett Favre go up against his Patriots defense and Bill Belichick. If Belichick had time, maybe he could scheme something. But how do you scheme for Brett Favre? You know, it's like scheming for Pat Mahomes. It's like you could do everything you want to do, but as soon as he scrambles out ten yards to the side and makes some play happen across his chest forty yards or whatever. Just throw the plans up in the air because I mean you can't defend that at that point. I mean, and that's that's kind of the same logic. So I kind of get it. So I could see why you guys would pick them to move on. Uh, we're halfway through here. The greatest NFL uh, team ever bracket. We're in the 49ers division, uh, second round, moving teams up into the round of 16. And these these are gonna get tighter and tighter here. We got two more to go. Uh, this one is a very interesting matchup here. It's the uh, the five seed, the nineteen ninety four San Francisco 49ers, one of the better 49er teams maybe in history, uh, mm-hmm. taking on the thirteen seed, the two thousand Baltimore Ravens, twelve and four. Ray Lewis leading the defense, Tony Saragusa and all those guys, Sam Adams, uh, one of the nastiest defenses of all time, taking on one of the more prolific offenses of all time in the 49ers, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, John Taylor still there. Brent Jones at tight end, Ricky Waters uh, at running back, thousand yard run uh, rusher. I mean, they were stacked on the offensive end. If I'm not mistaken, their defense was top notch too, like top five in the league, yes. or if not number they one in the top five defense that year. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Kevin first because I know who the 49er fan is between the two of you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Kevin first with this. who would you pick between the '94 San Francisco 49ers and the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. You know, when this matchup showed up, I was like, really? Is this what we doing today? Like, yeah. <laughs> man, blame Aaron and Rod, man. They advanced the Ravens. I forgot who they were even playing in the first round. But when they advanced, we were like, what? So here they are. <laughs> you know, um, wow, man. I mean, damn. <laughs> when you look at it, I'm, I'm still trying to get my thoughts around this one. But when you look at it, uh, I'm looking at, and I'll make my decision, but just make my case. But real quick, I'm just looking at, uh, we're talking about a 2000 Baltimore's Ravens defense that historically, you know, had a lower points against than them in the history of NFL. Ten points mm-hmm. a game. <laughs> that Ridiculous. means you get your touchdown, you get <laughs> your field goal, and you go to hell home. That's pretty much that's it. <laughs> y- 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 y'all remember Players Club when 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 Bernie Matt told James Paul, all you do is spin ruckus. That's it. That's what you do against the Ravens. All you do is get these 10 points, and that's it. You get nothing, Blue. You get nothing. <laughs> but uh that's that's how it is, man. I know they say defense win championships. I, I get all of that. I'm just I mean, Jesus, they uh man, I got at least like five games with no team scored, no points. Now I will throw a little chink in the armor about this 2000 squad. They're uh they had, the opponents they played that year had one of the weakest strength of schedules, too. Now, I know you can't control that. I think mm. this was before the league started rotating divisions, if I'm not mistaken. I think that didn't start in 2002 when the 
when the um when the NFL aligned. But you know, to be honest, there really was no team on their schedule that really was an offensive juggernaut um, for them to really face. But so it would be hard pressed to see how they would have done against a a 49ers offense that were, I mean, you know, you can make a a, a Hall of Honor, you know, game, <laughs> you know, when you, when you when you look at who the uh, who the 49ers had. I mean, you got you really Steve. Can. You really can. <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously, you got Steve Young, you got Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones, um, Ricky Waters. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. The you got Christian, look, look, Christian McCaffrey. Dad is on his team. Easy Ed McCaffrey. Was on his McCaffrey. Team. <laughs> you know that. Wow. And McCaffrey hung with the 49ers from '89 through that '94 season. So he saw the best of both worlds. With and this is unfair. Then he went. All the then, he went then he went and won two rings in Denver. He how many he won rings two in he won two in San Francisco, I believe, and he won two in Denver. Okay, yes, you want to talk about a receiver wow. that was underrated? <laughs> wow, yeah. I didn't even—I like, forgot he was on the Forty. Right, right. I'm just—I'm just scrolling through. So you know, and then I'm looking at the backfield. I mean, you know, this was back when you still use 21 personnel. You got William Floyd yeah. at fullback, Ricky Waters at running back. I mean, I'm a fan of the Ooh. I formation all day. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so, I forgot about William Floyd. I used to yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, so are you are you picking the are you picking the 49ers or are you picking the Ravens? Like I'm confused because you gave a lot of love to the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and you, you know, just like, well, but they're playing against oh. Well, I told you I was gonna make a little plea for both before I make my decision, but you know, um and oh, when I look at and when I look at who the 49ers <laughs> played that year, um, you know, just based on strength of schedule. And because and another thing, the, the the time frame, you know, you're talking about six Cowboys. years. Uh, right. two thousand from ninety-four. So the rules really ain't changed that much um between nineteen ninety-four and the year two thousand. Uh so you know that can that can uh, really um level the uh playing field. The 49ers that year, they did have a slightly better strength of schedule. Um, but you know what though? Um I'm gonna break this going on cheat. Um give me the old two, give me the two thousand Ravens, man. Give me the best. Defense of all times for Whoa. a season uh, um, here, but I think it—I think it'll be a low-scoring game. But I think it definitely would. Uh, uh, it would be the—it uh, would be the Ravens. That—that—that that, that defense. I mean, Ray Lewis and Ed McCaffrey. I mean, not Ed McCaffrey got on my mind, but uh, <laughs> Ed Reed. Excuse me, I had too many ads in my brain. But Ed Reed. Ed, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Reed wasn't even on this team. Ed Reed, Ed Reed wasn't on this Ravens team. He had—he oh, was oh, he still in college. Ed oh. Reed wasn't on the team. But yeah, but give me the old, <laughs> let me see, just, just give me the 2000 Ravens and I'll leave it alone at that. <laughs> wow. All right. So this is setting up to be good. Uh, Brian Snow, uh, self-professed 49ers fan. This is right in your world. 94 San Francisco 49ers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> taking on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Kevin, I playfully say, how dare you? I also say, I also say very valid arguments, especially um, with the Ravens and, it was how very good. Dynamite, and how dynamite that defense was. Strength of schedule be damned. If you're going to play, if you're playing the Baltimore Ravens, it's like 
what what how the line go again? You get your touchdown and your field goal, and then you go to hell home. That's it. But <laughs> there is no way in hell. And since um, the higher seed is are my beloved 49ers, and we're playing, and this is 1994, so we're playing this at Candlestick Park where the winds go every which way but loose. We're playing in Candlestick Park where Steve Young can throw a ball that looks like a dud and winds up in Jerry Rice's hand 70 yards later. We're playing in Candlestick Park where John Taylor had the mo- one of the most underrated careers as a wide receiver. who spent He spent his entire career with the 49ers. Ed McCaffrey, Brent Jones, and plus, you want to talk defense? How about Dana Stubblefield? Remember, Charles Haley was gone by that time. Yeah, he was in Dallas. He was in Dallas. He was in Dallas. So they got another number 94, Dana Stubblefield. Um, uh, Lee Woodall was with the team at the time. I was just watching the 49er game, uh, 94-49er game yesterday. But it's all about that offense. And as much as I love that Raven defense and as 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 much as I love talking about defense, I hate to disappoint you, Kevin. I hate to disappoint the Raven fans that are probably going to comment on this, and this is all in pure nature fun for us. Folks, <clears throat> I, I got to do it. <laughs> I got to go, with, le- I right, gotta so, go with I gotta go with lefty and the 49ers. I have to. So this is the, so this is the first one where actually my vote does matter because they split here. Uh, Brian going with the 49ers and Kev going with the Ravens. Hey, Dan, I, Dan, I had Dan, a feeling hey, when Dan. I was writing these down this morning. I was like, that's going to be the one they make. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dan, before you, you jump in, since he gave his Hall of Fame list, let me tell you who's on this Ravens squad. Ray Lewis. Ray Hall Lewis. Of Fame. Rod Woodson. Yeah, Rod yeah, Woodson. That, yeah, so I can, yeah, actually, he'll be out here. Sam, Sam, Sam Adams. Adams. Uh, we already talked about Goose, Sarah Goosey. Someone that a lot of people forgot, but that was a stud. Uh, Michael McCrary. Mike McCrary. Rob Burnett. Rob Burnett. Dwayne Starks. I mean, Dwayne Starks. You know, you put out some, but that these, these wasn't just some, you know, Pro Bowl substitutes that was on this oh, Ravens team. Now, Chris so. McAllister was on that Ravens team also. Chris McAllister was on that yeah, Ravens team. In fact, he started. Yeah. And don't forget Peter Bowler. I mean, Peter Bowler. Yep. Yeah. So, um, it, so this, this, yeah, oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jamie Sharper was on. Jamie Sharper was on that team. But Jamie Sharper, listen, Desmond, I'm going to try my best to convince you. It probably won't work, but I will say this. Jamie Sharper would have run into William Floyd. (sighs) Okay, so I've always been taught defense wins championships, right? I've always been taught defense wins championships. Run the ball, stop the run. You're going to win more games than you lose. That's never going to go out of style. It's been that for the 100 years of the NFL. It won't. It's never going to go away. Like, if you can run the ball, like, I know all these people, like, the new talking heads are all like, oh, passing's the way of the future, you know, throw the ball five times and all this stuff. If you look every year, more often than not, the team that wins the Super Bowl or the team that loses the Super Bowl was probably high up there in terms of rushing Mm -hmm. and defense. Like, those things don't go out of style. Uh, This, who was the 2000 Baltimore Ravens? Their running back was Jamal Lewis, wasn't it? Jamal. No. Yes, yes, it was. This was, the year yes, they, was. Yeah, this was the year they had Jamal he, Lewis and Priest Holmes. And Priest Holmes. Yep. Did he not rush for 2,000 yards that year? That would have no, been on three. That would have been on no, three when he got 2,000 yards. Okay. Now, he got 1,364 so, yards that year, the, uh, the Super Bowl year. So you said Priest Holmes was in that backfield too? 
Yes, yeah. sir. So yeah, former league MVP. Because didn't Priest Holmes win an MVP somewhere early nineties, mid nineties? No, I say when the running backs were still winning MVP. No, or he was he, up he, there. He second, was in a conversation. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and at this point, I imagine this is after he was with the Chiefs. So this is probably not Pete Priest Holmes, but still adequate, I guess. Um, I'm trying to remember who the quarterback was on this Ravens team. Um, in 2000, I'll answer that no, question. They played Trent Collins in the Super Bowl. This was a Trent Dilfer team. This is Trent, Trent Dilfer. Yeah. And this, okay. And, okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I got it. Okay. Okay. And Dez, just a correction real quick. Uh, Priest Holmes, this was before he went to Kansas City. So this was before he peaked. Oh, yes. So after oh, this season, okay. young okay. yeah. So after this season, his next three seasons, he was first team All Pro after winning the Super Bowl with the Ravens. When he went to Kansas City. Next year, he had fifteen hundred yards, okay. sixteen hundred yards, and fourteen hundred yards. So this was right before he hit his prime. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Priest had a little three year run there. He was nice. I'm so, nor, so like I said, normally I would pick, I would go with the defensive team because defense wins championships, and I always go back to. The 1999 St. Louis Rams. Mm -hmm. The only teams that really gave them problems were defensive teams: the Tampa Bay Bucks Tampa Bay and Buccaneers. the Patriots in the Super. And a lot of it was based off of disrupting timing. Like a lot of yep. these fast, like Kansas City Chief type teams, that, that it's all timing. It's all you know, three step drop, go, you know, quick slants, get them in space so they can use their speed. But if you're jamming them at the line of scrimmage and they're a little off, it throws the whole thing off, and then the offense really can't get going. This 49ers offense is the epitome of timing and 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 knowing where you're supposed to be and throwing the ball uh, before the receiver's open, throwing the receiver open. Like this West Coast offense, 94 was like the pinnacle of the West Coast offense in terms of how yep. it's supposed to be run. Yep. Uh, with Steve Young, Jerry Rice, we named all the guys. I mean, this yeah. was – Jerry Rice had a – he had an almost MVP season in 94, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Steve Young was the MVP, I believe, of that year. Yeah. Um, and to this day, I think he has the highest QBR for, for a season. It was this season, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 94. So I think it'd be a close matchup. I don't think it'd be a blowout or a high-scoring game by any means. But I think San Francisco would have enough to pull it out. Um, I'm looking at it like a – an ugly game, like 49, that kind of thing. The 49ers had a good defense, too, and I'm not really worried about the Ravens' offense at all. Just, you just got to stop them from running the ball. If you can get them off the field, then you're good to go. Whereas the Baltimore defense is probably because they're going to be out there a lot. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. going to be out there a lot against the 49 er <laughs> offense. So I can kind of see fourth quarter, 49ers getting a late touchdown, maybe pulling away like a 14-9, 17-10 type game. But I'm going to pick the 49ers. Um, because I, I can't, I just, I don't feel good about sending a 13 seed 2000 Baltimore Ravens with Trent Dilfer at quarterback to the round of 16 I, I mean, over the 49ers. How, Although Kevin made the best try. argument to put them forward. And I'm just right, like, right. I mean, <laughs> y'all remember who was the offensive line for the 2000 Ravens yeah. team? I just want to, I want to bring up this old line for the Ravens team. I know y'all talking about the was the tackle. Wasn't he? Boy, Jonathan yes, was sir. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Ogden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Mitchell at center. Uh, Harry Swain. Um, Former Bronco. Yeah, Edwin uh, mm. Motitalo. I mean, these were some guys that were uh, – Mullen boys. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. yeah, that that line 
It was like, we're going to run the ball right here, and ain't a damn thing you can do about it. <laughs> See, I love those teams. I love I love those teams. Those are the Me teams too. I'm like, yes. I was there for four hours and watched this team run the ball on you 45 and, times. I will watch it, and people, I will love it. And here's what a lot of people don't realize about the 49ers and the West Coast offense. Uh, that was constructed by the godfather of the West Coast offense, Mr. Bill Walsh, and we'll get to him in a moment. It's predicated mm-hmm. on running the football. Right, the right. West Coast it sets offense up the pass. Yeah. Predicated, it's predicated on running the football. And I know the team that we got next, and the only person I'm <laughs> going to say from that offense that was hardly recognized and should be, and I've said this on my show, I got two words for y'all. Roger Craig. Yeah. Craig was a beast. Mr. The first Hot man knees. to go thousand thousand. Yeah, Mr. Hot knees. <laughs> <laughs> the first man to catch thousand yards receiving. Roger thousand yards Craig. rushing the season. Okay. I love you, Marshall Falls. No, no, no. When, when did he do that? What year was it that Roger Craig? 85. 85. Okay. So, and a lot I of people don't even talk about it so much because that was the Bears here. And, like, Listen, they had to go through that 49ers I, I team the, to get to the I, Super Bowl. I love Marshall right. Falk. And I love Christian McCaffrey, but I've said this online so many times, and I've said this on my program. Why don't you show some show some love for the original Jackknife running back? That was Roger Craig. That's true. Because it's a 49er, and people don't like the 49ers. That's really all it comes down to. People hate the 49ers. Like, people hated the 49ers before the Patriots started cheating yes. and winning all these Super Bowls or whatever. <laughs> The 49ers. Everybody hated the 49ers because they were the ones in the Super Bowl all the time. Right. They had all this talent. Right. They had right. this smart yep. coach. They, had all, and they, was a, they could walk to the beach 10 minutes away. Everybody hated them. I hate the 49ers. I still hate them to this day. Like I now it's not clouding my judgment. I picked the 49ers because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, go against them in this. Right. But I hate the 49ers. Like <laughs> I hate the 49ers. Like I I grew up hating them. Every team. I was a cowboy fan. I mean, I grew up in the yeah. mid, mid early nineties. Which is why Everson, which is why Everson Walls, this is why this is why Everson Walls has nightmares about the number eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this: I finally get my. Go ahead, Kev. Let me ask you this: This game we're playing is on the line. Ball on a two-yard line. 49ers got it. Two seconds left. Ray Lewis meets Ricky Waters at the line. Who you got? Neither, because Steve Young oh, will be I, running around I, the right end on a fake into the end zone. How's that? Nah, I don't think Steve Young will outrun that Ravens defense, bro. Nah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and to answer your question, probably Ray Ray. I'm probably taking Ray Ray uh, right in that way. I'll, um, I'll, I'll take a chance with Ricky, with Ricky Waters because, for one reason. Love me some Ray Lewis. Hey, I'm wearing purple, okay? Does that tell you anything? <laughs> What? <laughs> Ricky Waters, like Roger Craig before him, and some of the other great running backs up until 1994, had a great ability to do one thing: cut. Hmm. Now, but, I mean, the plan is a three-four. Old school running backs. Think of all the old school running backs up until 1994. What? was their game predicated on the ability to cut. Today it's all about yeah, Barry Sanders. Barry, Sand- yeah, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Thurman freaking Thomas. Yeah. 
Eric Mention Dickerson. Roger, yeah, all of them. Mention yeah. Roger Craig already. Listen, there's a running back that had 200 yards in the Super Bowl and never saw the field again because of his ability to cut. Timmy Smith. When well, let me tell you about that ability well, to cut, though. Let me tell you about that ability well, to cut, Timmy though. Smith. When you got Sarah Goose and Sam Adams keeping Ray Lewis clean, <laughs> them cuts don't mean nothing, bro. <laughs> can't hit what you can't catch. That's what I mean. Can't hit what I'm, you can't catch. How many, how, how many times you seen Ray Lewis juke it's the same. at the line of scrimmage? Ray Lewis has a lot of things. <laughs> Ray Lewis has disrupted. Listen, a lot. Kevin, to your argument, Kevin, <laughs> to your argument. Oh, there's one man that had to be out. Go, go catch that guy. I'm going to send Ray Lewis. Yep. And look, look, Kevin, to your argument, and it's so, so true. How many offenses has Ray Lewis disrupted in 17 years? <laughs> in the word of Dexter, all mm. of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So they so they're gonna move on. So I picked the 49ers, So they're gonna move on, beating the Baltimore Ravens. But, but it would uh, be an one ugly, more match. It would be an so, ugly game. It would be an ugly, ugly game. game. Yeah, first one to seventeen wins. I think the defenses basically. would do it. I guess seventeen. Yep. I the first one. To, I, I think it would. First I one to fifty. <laughs> I think the 49ers would jump out on them early, and I don't think the mm-hmm. Ravens are set up to come back. So and, I think that's what it would be. And, and it would uh, be a defensive slugfest. Yeah, it would be a defense. And the 49ers had a good defense, but uh, they're going to move on. So the 94 49ers moving on here. And then our final matchup here in the 49ers region, the number one seed in the region, the 1989 San Francisco 49ers, uh, 14 and two on the year. Uh, they were back to back Super Bowl champions. This is the uh, the second uh, of the of the uh, the repeat. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, almost the same team that uh, that's in a. Uh, the bracket we just did in 94, except it's Joe Montana at quarterback instead of Steve Young. Uh, and Roger Craig is at the lead back instead of Ricky Waters. Taking on the 2015 Carolina Panthers. They did not win the Super Bowl, but they damn well should have. Uh, picked a bad day to have a bad day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, they're, they are the one team in Panthers lore where it's like yeah. even more than the 03 Panthers where it's mm-hmm. like that's supposed to win. They were favored to win. We had the league MVP and Cam Newton. You had coach of the year in Ron Rivera. You had the defensive player of the year in Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they lost a meaningless game to Atlanta season, but they, they steamrolled the Seattle Seahawks team in the playoffs. They steamrolled the Arizona Cardinals team in the playoffs. Uh, got to the Super Bowl and, and ran with Von Miller and, and got waxed. Uh, no, nah, I was no wet. The game <laughs> was 16 to 10 with four minutes. It was 16 to 10 with four minutes left. I'm not saying in terms of score. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. No, no, no. When I say they got whacked, I'm not saying in terms of score. No. It was competitive this all the way through. But the Panthers, <laughs> listen, but the Panthers got whacked up here after that fumble touchdown. It just seemed like look at that game. Catholic. Really, you know, it, really, what it was? If you ask a Panther fan, what really happened? The, the play that all the Panther fans, if they don't talk about, if they're not a Cam hater, they're not talking about him not falling on the fumble or whatever. Right, right, right. That right, didn't right, even decide right. the game. To me, that the thing that set the tone for that Super Bowl was them ruling that Jericho Cotri didn't catch that football. Yeah. Because the very next yes, play was a strip sack of Cam, mm-hmm. and everything started snowballing after that. He caught that ball. So that like if he catch. catches that ball, they're downfield. They're still they're still driving. It's mm-hmm. a different game. But that play changed the whole tone of the and rest of the game. And uh you're right, it got they got in their heads. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off the 
besides the fact they didn't win the Super Bowl, they, it, I put it like this with this Panther team. If they had won that Super Bowl, we would be a one in this tournament, and they would be considered one of the greatest NFL teams of time. It would have been 17 and 1. No, and 18 and 1 on the employed. season. Cam Newton would still be employed. Cam Newton would still probably be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. He probably would. And th- there wouldn't be a question about it. He would have cemented his le- – like, I think he's borderline Hall of Fame right now based off his mm-hmm. stats and what he's accomplished in terms of awards and everything, just individual accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, Bill Parcells made a great comment one time. I thought you guys picked this, but I just had to say this before you guys started. Thinking. Bill Parcells made a comment one time where he said, if you were ever the best at your position for a full season in the NFL, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And to me, Cam winning league MVP in 2015, that to me, plus plus the other stuff he had done, winning division titles, rookie of the year, broke passing re- rookie passing mm-hmm. records, broke rushing records as a quarterback. I mean, he's done yeah, he's got it in his first two games. So I mean, he yeah. he's got his name all over the record book. He should probably go into the hall, but he's going to probably need a Randall Cunningham type resurgence Season. late in his yep. career with another team showing he could do what Randall did, which is basically come and be a pocket passer. It's just going to be the right situation, right time type yeah. thing for him. Um, yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to start off with the 49er fan because you're outnumbered here. But that may not matter in this matchup. The, this is the number one seed, 1989 49ers. I'm just curious how this is going to go. So I'm going to start off with Mr. Brian Snyder. Who you got? I'm, the one I know I'm San Francisco out, I, 49ers from 1989 or the 215 <laughs> Panthers? I know I'm outnumbered here. Go on, say your I piece, love man. What the, <laughs> I, I love what the Panthers did in 2015 with Cam winning the MVP and their offense putting up very, very gaudy numbers. The defense, beyond solid, okay? Anytime Luke Kuechly led that defense on the field, you were going to get hit. But, and there's a gigantic but to this. Since I've gotten (laughs) into showing pictures, I want y'all to take a look at this one. Y'all know who this is. Yes, I know who he is. It's Joe Montana. He can't. He can't. Run, he can't run. <laughs> he can't run away. He didn't have to. He didn't have to run. But Bill Walsh said something about Joe Montana early in his career that served Montana for the eleven years he was in San Francisco. He didn't. Uh, before I get to that, he didn't have to run. But Bill Walsh said Montana had the prettiest feet and footwork that I've seen in a quarterback. How many times have you seen Joe Montana escape to his right and fire a pass downfield? When Jerry Rice showed up, he escaped to his right a lot more. And Desmond, I'm going to piss you off when I say this, but I've got to say it, on the most famous, or in your case, infamous play in NFL playoff history, where did Joe go? He escaped to his right. You didn't have to run oh, when Montana yeah. was was yeah. playing. But when Montana played for the 49ers, it wasn't the fact that he could run. He knew he could run, but didn't have to. He started getting more and more weapons. And by the time 1989 showed up, uh, let's see, John Taylor, he's an all-pro. Jerry Rice, he's an all-pro. Roger yep. Craig, he's an all-pro. Yep. Oh, by the way, y'all remember a fellow by the name of Tom Rathman? 
I hated Tom Rathman. I remember him vividly. <laughs> and Stan dude. Yeah, I remember but, Tom Rathman. I but, remember him very well. <laughs> but what gives, but in all seriousness, what I believe gives the 49ers the advantage in this particular matchup, and we're talking about 1989 here, go across the front. Go across the front. Bubba Paris or Steve Wallace, hmm. Wallace was injured at the time, so I'm going by their starting uh, super. I'm going by their starting Super Bowl lineup when they played uh, Denver in the uh, in in the Superdome. Left to right, Bubba Paris, um, uh, Guy McIntyre. That's the name that that escaped me, and I'm looking right at it. Bubba Paris, Guy McIntyre, <laughs> Jesse Sapolu, who made the Pro Bowl at three different positions on the offensive line. Bruce Colley on the right side, along with Harris Barton. And save a couple appearances by Steve Wallace. That line was healthy for 19 games. You can barely say that. That's the key. You can barely. There's a lot you of things. If you look down the, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point that you mentioned with the offensive line being healthy through the whole year. Because you can kind of look through the 52 years of Super Bowls and like the teams that make it far are yeah. usually the ones that have continuity on the offensive line where you're not swapping out players because of injury and stuff. Even right. this 2015 Panthers team started the same offensive line all year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I can see that. Now, I'm curious. I, now, I know I know my man Kevin Avery is one of the biggest Panther fans I know. He's very in-depth with all the stuff going on over the four-man rush. However, I know, I know that he's a football fan first, so I'm very curious <laughs> as to which way he's going to go here because this isn't so just cut and dry. Like, I mean, I got the – I mean, we've got the Panthers sitting here. They were the eighth seed. I don't have it on the, the scroll down there, but they were the eighth seed. And it, they were they were only the eighth seed because they did not win the Super Bowl. Right. Not because they were good or whatever. Like I said, they won the Super Bowl. Probably would have a one seed. They probably would have took the place of the 92 Cowboys uh, that are in our bracket as a one seed in their own region. The Panthers would have their own region. They would have mm-hmm. been one of, what, two teams? Yes. That won the Super Bowl with one loss. Uh, the 49ers being one of them in 84 and then the Bears in 85. So they would have joined an elite uh, group uh, there. No one could really dispute it. They just didn't win the last game. So yeah, uh, Kev, talk to him, Kev. Like, what, what's going on here? Like, what would you do between the 49ers and the 2015 Carolina Panthers? Well, for me, this is actually more a heart pull question because, as I said previously when we started the show, well, I was a Panthers fan. I was a 49ers fan. And I remember this 89 team very, very vividly. I mean, it was just pretty much um, – it almost took the fun out of the game on Sundays because you pretty much know who was going to win. You know, you just had to kind of – you know. You know, and I'm speaking – I'm speaking – now, I'm speaking as the 10-year-old, you know, I'm speaking as I was when I was 10 years old because 89, I was born in 79. So I was 10 years old when this, when this team right. – um, did his thing, but um, what can you do? Here's what I see about this team, you know. But here's the thing: when I look back at their schedule, though, and I'm looking at the scores, just like the 03 Patriots team, this 49ers team is very similar. They won a lot of, they had a few beatdowns, but they had way more nip and tuck games that year as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the game: the Indianapolis Colts, 30-24, Bucks, twenty sixteen. 20- Sixteen. Uh, they lost one of the regular season losses to uh, the Rams, thirteen twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They beat a New Orleans Saints team, but it was 24-20. 24-20. And that Ram um, loss was in San Francisco. And if I'm right, Kevin, I think that's – no, take that back. This was 1989. Both losses that the 49ers suffered, oddly enough, were at Candlestick Park. Yeah, they lost at home to the Rams, and they lost at mm. home to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Again, 21-17. Um, as well, so the hell was the I, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in 1989? Don Mikowski. Mikowski. Don Mikowski. The Magic Man. Yep. Jeez. Right. And so, so, it, it, oh, it's so, so sad that an injury cut his career short. Hmm. Well, we wouldn't have Brett, but go go ahead, Kev. I mean, you feel like you're working towards a point here. I, I don't know where you're going in terms of which I, way you're leaning. Cause he, <laughs> yeah, because like I said, I'm, I'm actually like reliving my childhood as I'm watching this because I can remember watching, you know, a lot of these games, you know, as as they happened. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm just, you know, and I'm looking at it here and I'm just thinking like, wow, okay, we're playing under 1989 rules because this is the number one um, seed overall. So I'm just looking at them. When they got to the playoffs, they just went in straight. Beast mode. I mean, 41-13 uh, against the Vikings. Uh, they went 30-3 against the Rams. You know, they said, all right, that 13-12 ain't going to happen this time. Watch this. Nope. You know, and then, you know, and then they just, and then they just, bent, and they just bent the Broncos over and, and you know, you know, like Ice Cube State, no Vaseline, you know, in that game, you know, uh, you know, them straight NWA style that game, you know. I mean, fifty-five to ten. Come on, bro. Fifty-five to ten. You know, before Jordan had his fifty-five against the Knicks. Yeah, that's a little. The 49ers were laying a double nickel with the Broncos. You know what's funny? I'll tell you a funny story. Um, my cousin who was living—I was in Chicago at the time. My cousin was living out of state. He called. My mom gave me the phone. My cousin said, "You know, do you believe the Broncos had a chance?" I wanted to say hell no, but my mother was standing right there, and my father was standing behind me. So I couldn't do it, and I said, nope, there's no way the 49ers the, are going to lose to the Broncos. And he said, "And he said, why? I said, well, look at them. And after the destruction happened, I get a package. My mom gets a package. On the back of the envelope, my cousin writes, and I quote, 55 to 10, are you kidding me? Day later, we <laughs> called him back. Day later, we called him. Mom hands me the phone, and all I said was, did you look at him? <laughs> so, okay. So I'm a little confused because you gave a lot of love. Well, actually you didn't give any love at all to the Panthers. You just went straight. Wait, 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 no, 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 I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. You know, it's, it's called the setup. Oh, okay. I'm you know, sure. Yeah, you were giving a lot of love you know, there. You know, I'm running a triangle offense here. You know, we're going to pass the ball around time. Like you might. So, <laughs> So I set this up here because, you know, like I say, I, I just I just had to give a look because, like I say, childhood team. But then when I – and I'm going to be honest, Panthers are not. Well, when I look, I'm biased at the Panthers. Uh, and even though this was our, our greatest year, I'm looking at two things that I don't think this 49ers defense would have been ready for. That would have been a Cam Newton ran read option attack, which wasn't something that mm. the 49ers could have – you know, that split second, you know, and they didn't have, even though they had great defenders, they didn't have that type of athleticism to neutralize that type of that type of scheme. Now, I'm not saying doing it predominantly like how Chud did it in 2011 and 2012, but um, to use it sporadically. Um, yeah. 
You know, it 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 gave them fits. It had been, you know, just like damn. We I thought we had. Him. I thought he had the ball. No, he got the ball. Wait a minute. Oh, six six two two sixty running quarterback. Wait a minute. Hold up. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm ready for my response. I'm ready for my response. Let me put yeah, the ball so, on it. So let me put the ball on it. So, so, and, and then I'm looking at that aspect of it. And then, you know, who every quarterback that's played has said he knew about 50% of the plays before they was even called. And this was a time before there was any quote spread offense. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're pretty much telling Luke Keekley, you know, we just going to keep it uh, CBS, ABC and NBC on you for hope. Oh, really? Oh, we just going to keep it just about the same. Okay. All right. Cool. Good luck with that. I mean, so when you think about, you know, the athleticism Cam Newton on offense, when you think about the, I'm just looking at the mental aspect how Luke Keek would have been. I just really think that this would have been a, a, a well-contested game decided in the fourth quarter, but I think the Panthers would have won this game by 10, you know, due to the fact that, you know, you know, we would have bust butt on a read option play with Cam, and I think that Luke Keek would have nope. had his classic turnover, uh, nope. classic turnover game, you know, to win. So right. give me the 2015 Panthers. Okay, yes, because that means my vote counts. That means I get to pick here because this is a, no, this is a tough decision. Listen, um, Kevin, it doesn't matter. I love you guys. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> I, love both, I love both you guys, and you're absolutely correct with all your with, with all your points about a spread offense not being a spread offense and the read option. I beg your, I, I beg your pardon. I want to get that right. The read option, you know, being um, a, a new animal. But instead of back, I've been showing pictures for all the second half of the show. I have a wild card for you in terms of Cam Newton. This guy right here, Ronnie. Lott. Cam Newton ain't scared of Ronnie Lott. <laughs> Cam Newton's bigger than Ronnie Lott. He's scared of him. Yeah, Tell but Ronnie Lott to come pull up. Tell him to go and pull up. We okay. And, and, right. and, not, and, See, and most of the time, I got to that too. I got to retort. <laughs> I got to retort to that too because who? Run me, Kev. Who was it that the Panthers beat uh, in the divisional playoff uh, at Bank of America Stadium? Who was that that they beat? It was the oh, Seattle it was the Legion of Boom and the Seattle Super, uh, the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> that had two Ronnie Lots running around and Cam Chancellor and Cam Cyborg jumping over offensive lines trying to block foot. What is with you and the Earl Seattle Super Cam Chancellor, <laughs> Richard Sherman. I don't know. I keep wanting to say it. It just rolls off the tongue. I don't know what's up with that. So, okay. Yes. So, the 40, okay. So, this 49ers team is the epitome of the teams that I hated that were the 49ers. This is right in the pocket, like right there where they're winning multiple Super Bowls. Joe Montana, uh, Bill Walsh, Jerry Wright, all of them got just hated them, but I respected them. It was a hateful respect. I hated them, but I respected them. So, Here's the thing with my eye, I watch both these teams. 89 is, you know, I'm really starting to get into football. I'm young. I'm like 11, I think, at that point. The 2015 Carolina Panthers team is one of the best Panthers. They are the best Panthers team of all of time up to mm-hmm. this date in terms of the way they were constructed. They didn't even have their number one receiver. They had Kevin Benjamin's out, you know. So it's like to do what they did when you look at what Cam had around him, th- this is one of those situations where it's like, can the 89 49ers stop Cam Newton? 
And I yep. don't know if they could. I really don't know if they would have been able to stop this man. I watched this man drag 10 Atlanta Falcons down the field for a first down in the season. Like, like legit yeah, guys on his back. You know what I mean? I, wa- mm-hmm. I watched him flip over to Houston Texans for a touchdown to win the game. You know what I mean? Uh, and plus, you were saying that the 89-49ers had a lot of close games, like the 0-3 Patriots. I'm pretty sure this Panther team was like, not counting the Super Bowl, was like 6-0 and or something and like games decided by three points or less. Like they – they typically won those games that were like down to the wire. Like um, I remember they were playing, I think it was the Giants. Eli let them back all the way back down, like 30 some points or something. And it's that iconic shot of they just went down and scored and tied it. And the camera pans the cam on the line. He's just kind of sitting around his neck. And he just kind of nods and goes off on the field, drops on the field. They kick a field goal. They walk off and win the game. Stuff like that all year. Jonathan Stewart was a thousand yard rusher. Ted mm-hmm. Ginn had double digit touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, in this yes. season. Uh, and actually, he owes this season for the reason why he's still collecting money and paychecks from the NFL to this day. Like it, that so season that season. got him to get signed with the Saints and wherever else he's at at this point right now. Um, this Panthers team had the coach of the year, the, the MVP of the league. And the defensive player of the year, all on the same team. Luke Keekley's in his prime right now in 2015. This is really before the concussions. Before, 2015 was the peak Luke Keekley. 2015 was the peak Cam Newton. Um, and in plus, you still had Thomas Davis on this team on the other side. The Panthers, Shaq Thompson's coming into his own. The only weakness, that, no, I can't even say it was a weakness. They had some age in the secondary. They had Peanut Tillman back there and um, uh, man, this is this is tough. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm trying not to look at the seeds and just thinking about mm-hmm. these two teams. Like, if they had seen each other, and I, I'm leaning towards the Panthers to be honest. Like, I'm really, and I know people are gonna say it's a homer pick, and it might be. It's possible, you know, it, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> leaning towards what I saw, and I'm just trying to figure out how would the 49ers defense manage an a, a RPO drive with cam and jonathan stewart in the backfield plus we haven't even mentioned greg olson i mean this isn't one of the yeah we haven't even talked about greg olson's thousand yard tight end three years straight so if ronnie lott is checking cam who checking olson exactly that and that's where i'm at i'm like who's going to check olson running across the middle of the field if ronnie lott's got to play Spot on Cam Newton, who, by the way, I think Cam Newton is bigger than Ronnie Lott. He's 6'6", 245, or 250, or whatever he was weighing. Ronnie Maybe Lott bigger than Ronnie Lott, Lott, but he can Lott. still get hit. He can still oh, get hit. hit. <laughs> but see, Cam go out looking for people to hit. That's the difference. The difference is a defensive player. When you're out hitting somebody, then when you and they're running you uh, safety, Cam and someone's running at you. Smacked. You gotta make a light, you gotta make a business decision. You gotta make and, a business decision. And an decision. answer to your question of who would stop. I think look, Ronnie Lott got smacked too. That's what I'm saying. He would have got, got some licks too. Hey, look, I, I'm all 49ers, I don't, I don't, but all I have see, to say a party where I'm in, like, terms of, in terms of Ronnie Lott. In, in terms of Ronnie Lott, all I gotta say is Mark Bavaro. So I've seen the best and worst of Ronnie Lott. And that had, oh, and, oh man, I wouldn't and, put Mark Bavaro in the same category as Greg Olson. <laughs> I would. 
Mark Bavaro I mean, was, like, was carrying Mark Bavaro was like an offensive Olsen lineman was, running out there running routes. <laughs> Mark Bavaro was carrying people before Greg Olson was born. Try again. Greg Olson was a better Greg Olson was a better route runner by far than Mark Bavaro. Yeah, but Bavaro was faster. Like I said, Mark Bavaro was like a, a offensive lineman basically back in the eighties. I mean, in terms of size, I mean, he pretty he much was the people. sixth offensive lineman. That's why he kept carrying people down. <laughs> <laughs> who are the corner? Who are the cornerbacks on this 49 ers team? Who are the cornerbacks? Montana and Young. No, no corner. Who's the cornerbacks? Cornerbacks. Um. Chet Brooks, yeah, because Ronnie Lott had moved to safety after Carlton Williamson retired. Uh, Jeff Fuller was the other was the other cornerback. Those are the starters that I remember. Ashley is Daryl. So that's Pollard almost a wash to me because they're Daryl Pollard. Thank you, Daryl Pollard and um, Don, Don uh, Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, and Chet Brooks and Ronnie Lott were your safeties. Chet, yeah. So I mean, so that against the Panthers. Return or receiving core of Ted Ginn, Greg Olson at tight end. Ted Ginn's old. Jericho Cotri. Uh, I mean, well, not in 2015. 2015, no, he had like 10 no, touchdowns. I mean, he was no, out. He His, the, thing, the, thing, the thing then was people were complaining about him dropping open passes. I do remember that, that he would be wide mm-hmm. open 40 yards down the field and his hands were made out of brick and like they would just, he would miss. But then every once in a while, he catch that bad boy and he'd score a 70 yard touchdown. So you had to respect the threat. Uh, Dirk yeah. Okotri was a perfect chain mover. Uh, who are the other wide receivers on that Panther team? Uh, Billy, um, Billy Brown. I want to say Billy Devin Funches. Devin Funches was on that team. Funches was a rookie. Billy but, Brown, yeah. uh, underrated wide receiver uh, that season. Yeah, Funches was that was his rookie season. And then, of course, like I said, Kelvin Benjamin was the, the number one, but got hurt preseason. Uh, he wasn't really on this roster, really. Are you writing I think it down comes the, down. To, are you are you writing down the other because that team was known for running the ball, whether it was Jonathan are Stewart or whether it was Cam Newton. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I do know. I think I'm leaning towards the Panthers just because adding up all the, everything that we've said, and if the Panthers don't lose that last game of the year, and the and it's not like they got blown out either. They just they kind of gave the game to Denver. They had turnovers. Denver been have two hundred yards of offense in that in that Super Bowl. If they had won that game, they, Carolina they, would have gone down as the the that that defensive performance would have been the greatest of all time in the Super Bowl. Yes, it was. They Denver had a total of and they still lost. One hundred and seventy eight yards total, which would had they won would have been the best ever defense performance in a Super Bowl. But that would never get talked about. You know, see what I'm saying. Because because Mike Tober, that, that'll, that'll never happen again. That's you cannot forget. Mike Tober didn't wear no gloves the whole season. He decided to wear gloves mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. I have two fumbles. Really, really. <laughs> yep, yep. You gonna change Cam, up? What's Cam been with working? the strip fumble. <laughs> and that's the thing. People will only remember with that Super Bowl is like, well, Cam should have jumped on the ball. Cam should have jumped on the ball. I don't really hold that against them. I mean, you can't. It's easy to say what you would do sitting on your living room couch when there's like four. 300-pound defensive tackles around your ankles trying to dive at a football. It's easy for you to be like, well, I would have dove on the ball. Why didn't Cam Newton dive on the ball? He's, he's scared, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how are you going to call Cam Newton scared when we've been watching this dude for like the past four years prior throw his body into linebackers and defensive linemen and look for secondary people to actually hit? Cam Newton doesn't slide. <laughs> he didn't slide really until after that season. And then the following year in 2016 when Denver, Denver tried to kill him on national TV – on that opening week, but 
I, I'm adding up Cam Newton's best year MVP, uh, 45 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Luke Keekley, defensive player of the year, uh, just own it over 100 tackles. Ron Rivera, coach of the year. They had the number one offense league. I want to say our top 10 defense. That I think they scored plus points in this season, if I'm not mistaken. I really going with the Panthers. Now, now, and we never what mentioned Josh Norman. Happen is, I don't know what happened next because I was going to say if there was a 49er team, I'd be worried about. We did, Josh Norman was up for defensive player of the year that year, too. Um, that was his peak, and he turned into a, a, a national star, you know, off of this season. Like he became like this, that traditional talk a lot, do a lot cornerback on the field. Um, now, I will say the one team that I would have said that was a 49er team that would have gave this Panthers team trouble is the team they're next which is the 1994 for so yeah um we'll find out about that but i'm i'm moving the panthers on they're they're moving on man uh so the first one seed falls in the second round and unfortunately it's brian snow's 1989 san francisco 49ers to the carolina panthers uh of 2015 saying it with a smile i think the 84 49ers are still floating around still, somewhere. 84 still He's floating a, around um, and 94 are the 92 there, Cowboys, so, I mean, yeah, you got oh. Are the 92 Cowboys the what number am- one overall seed? I believe they are. No, the no, the 85 Bears 85 are the Bears. overall, the overall number one. Yeah. the Actually, the 92 Cowboys are the weakest one seed that we have. Um, then we need to get them then that's and, the bit, that, that region needs to be done next so we can knock them out. it became it came down to the 92 cowboys and who i had selected the 1991 washington redskins i thought they should Should have been the redskins they ended up being they were one of the most dominant teams ever and um picked by many lists as the greatest team of nfl history they're in here as a two seed floating around they're like the highest two seed um so there you go we got our winners for second round in the 49ers region moving on to the round of 16 we got the 1996 Green Bay Packers, the uh, 1994 San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs in an upset, uh, taking uh, taking out the 1972 Miami Dolphins, and the 2015 Carolina Panthers against the 1989 49ers. So the one seed and the two seed both fell in this round. So it's why at this point so um definitely uh find us on youtube under sports carolina monthly sports carolina is one word uh monthly subscribe to the channel so you don't miss a single episode of the greatest nfl team ever bracket we've got three more regions to get through the second round want to thank my man brian snow snowman in the mornings uh monday through friday uh if i'm not saying it's 9 a.m to 12 uh p.m correct brian yep, yep. okay so and that's at snowman at the morning.com snowmaninthemorning.com yes so definitely check him out for daily sports news uh through the week online and then my man kevin avery from the four man rush if you want detailed analysis game film uh interviews and more uh for the carolina panther fans out there definitely check out the four man rush online i am desmond johnson i uh, apparently am all over the place right now so you can find me wherever um, I'm not even going to go through the list of <laughs> stuff that I got going on right now. Um, so definitely just check us out. Go hit up sportscarolinamonthly.com for all the content. We usually aggregate it there at the end anyway. But we'll be back with another episode of the greatest NFL team ever uh, next week.
Hey there, this is Rod Funderburk, and you've been watching an episode of The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. In order to watch more episodes of The Rundown with Desmond Johnson, please subscribe to Sports Carolina Monthly's YouTube channel.